outline the next five things or the next three things I should do in the next four hours. Help me in this way. Then I say, do you understand? And I'm telling you, Jeff, when, when you do that, you can try it today. I'm, I'm going to go play around with it. It's, it gives you just an output that just blows your mind. Welcome to In the Blue Zone, the real estate marketing podcast where difference makers and influencers from around Coldwell Banker discuss how to enjoy success, find inspiration, earn more money, and have fun building a business. We are really excited today to talk about a topic that a lot of folks are discussing in real estate, and that is the topic of artificial intelligence in real estate and in general. Uh, it's been a minute since we had an episode. For those of you that follow our episodes, we're excited to bring this to you. Uh, we have a very special guest here to discuss this important topic and to just catch up and to also see where we headed. Drew Thompson, Field Marketing Manager for Cobalt Baker Realty. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. Hey, Betsy. Welcome to the Blue Zone. So, Drew, tell us a little bit about yourself. We're going to get into it, I know, in detail, but we want to hear the the overall here. Where are you from? What's the story? Sure. Um, where am I from? I'm from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. It's like down south Jersey, right? Philly. I grew up uh, a Philly Right in guy, Betsy right? and I's marketplace. Exactly. I, mm -hmm. I say soda, not pop. Water ice is one of the best things I've ever had in my life. Uh, so I was an agent for a while, Jeff. Um, worked in advertising for a number of years, built and sold an agency, then went into real estate thinking my work-life balance would be easier. <laughs> That's a joke. Um, no, but seriously, I, I found a lot of fulfillment uh, working as an agent out of the Westfield office. And then um, I'll, I'll tell you a story as we go along about what brought me into this role here as the field marketing manager. But it's pretty much my my background in a nutshell. I've got three kids, well, two kids and another one coming in September. 155 pound bull mastiff and uh, we live in morristown nice. more morristown not morristown no, for you exactly locals. <laughs> yeah we have offices in both locations uh, that's cool um so we normally do a format drew it's called uh, something old something new something barred and something blue when we interview folks this is not quite an interview but it is a sort of interview it's really more of an exploration of artificial intelligence and so we're going to attach these themes to this topic so when it comes to something old you know we've been doing real estate a certain way as far as marketing and specifically in other activities for a long time ai is going to be changing a lot of these things is changing a lot of these components of the industry so you know looking at real estate as we've done it and you were an agent drew as well so you can speak to that but you know where are we at right now in terms of things that historically have you know been maybe hard to do and we're changing those things are changing so let me let me answer that and let me step back here how I got into this role because it's going to lead up to an answer to that question right there. Uh, my, old, my old manager, John Bradley, I don't know if you've ever met him. He's he's out here in my mm -hmm. area. He's awesome. He was my old manager and I remember he came to me once and he said, Drew, can you do me a favor? Can you lead a class on how to create video content? We'll fill the office with people. And I'm like, I'm an agent. Sure. Why not? And then I watched all these agents lean in and they started doing it. And one agent came to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I got two more listing leads because of this. And it was at that moment, I knew that this is where I was supposed to be. Like coaching agents, teaching them how to market. That's what stepped me into this role as the field marketing manager. And in this role, you know, you look at what agents have been doing. What's the old way of prospecting? 
smile and dial, right? Get out there, put your brand on a billboard or on a bus, a bus seat, right? That everyone's going to see. But now like you, you can't do that. You have to do video. You have to multi-purpose your content. You have to write good, effective, value-driven emails that are aimed at the consumer. But you've also got to know who you're, who you're talking to, right? You got to do all the research and you have to figure out how you're going to communicate with them on the right channel, the right place, the right time. That's a lot of work. That's the old way of doing it. You would have to figure that out. I think there's a better way to do it now with AI, which I'm, I'm jumping the gun, but we will get into. <laughs> no, that's fine. We like it when you jump the gun. Can uh, I follow up here and, and ask, yes. like, yeah. can you talk about why video is so important compared to mm. email and billboards and why in 2023 marketing, yeah. is that more important mm -hmm. where it wasn't 20 years ago? Because you can know, like, and trust somebody by hearing their voice and seeing them. I mean, let's just use, let's zoom out. Let's just take a big example here, Betsy. Kim Kardashian. I don't watch that show. I watch it by osmosis because my wife is in the other room and she watches that show. But people know, like, and trust her because they see her. They hear her voice. They hear her crying. They hear her happiness. They hear everything. And they start to form a connection. Whether you like it or not, people have formed enough of a connection with her to spend millions upon millions of dollars on her digital products. Read that as digital products, products that aren't even real. Like that just blows my mind. So if a real estate agent can use that same principle of know, like, and trust and lean into the fact that there is someone out there that looks exactly like Jeff, that plays Frisbee golf like Jeff. And if Jeff tells you that he loves Frisbee golf, but then he also sells homes, well, they're going to have more connection points with Jeff and they're probably going to trust him a little bit more. Great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and for the audience, I do actually like Frisbee golf. That's why he's saying that. <laughs> Better known as disc golf. Someone's correcting me out there in their mind right now. and That's totally fine. Uh, and that's, you know, that's marketing. Marketing, traditional marketing. I have a degree in marketing. I did this stuff in the 80s, in the 90s. You know, it hasn't changed. It's identifying people who you will work with that will respond to your product sales pitch and then making that pitch to them. And so there's a research component to it. There's a connection component and there's a fulfillment component to marketing. And so, you know, all these, the main funnel, if you will, has never changed since day one of business when you opened the first shop back in the colonial days or whatever to now. The difference is how we deliver and what people, are, where people are standing. They're not standing on the street corner physically mm -hmm. anymore. They're on the street corners of social media now. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, <clears throat> they're out in uh, email land, receiving messages or texts or whatever the topic is. So, you know, finding those funnels and finding those, those conduits and doing that is that's how we do it. Right. So, and content creation, Drew, right. has always been since the dawn of the digital age, that's been the bugaboo because agents, you know, generally speaking, don't want to write series of emails manually or, you know, long documents because we're doers, we're, we got meet people, we're, you know, we're in homes, we're, we're doing the business. And so creating content is something that had to be offered to us at, by the industry over the years, uh, you know, buying systems of email marketing or whatever. So AI is going to be changing that, I think, as it already is changing that aspect of content creation. I think AI is, is doing that. It's changing that aspect of con content creation, Jeff. But here's, you know, made me think of a question. Here's my question to both of you. If you could give up, which one, social or email, which one would it be? Which one would you give up from your marketing mix? 
As a marketer? Yep. You have to give up one of them. I can think of good reasons to give up either, so it's tough. But I would say for Jeff, it would be email. What about I would you, Betsy? Social. Well, in my personal life, I never check my email, so I would throw. Really? <laughs> so that, yeah, yeah. I See, mean, I don't. I have my work email and I have my home email. Nobody emails me on my home email. Now, if I was in a real estate transaction, I'd have to pay attention to my email. If something's mm-hmm. going on, I have to pay attention to my email. But like my in husband general, says yeah. to me all the time, like. You don't check your email. I'm like, because nobody sends anything important <laughs> to my email anymore. <laughs> we know how they text to get you. in touch people with Betsy now. Me, it is not through email. People who know me text me. I get it. A hundred percent. I read a report last week on HubSpot, and they said that CMOs around the country, when asked which one they would give up, they said social. But in yeah. fact, email was the answer. That they stick with email because it's a line into your consumer's heart. And when done well, aka created, good content is created for it, well, then it resonates and it sticks with people, especially in a real estate transaction. But my gosh, we're not expert copywriters. We can't do that. That's where things like ChatGPT and Jasper and copy.ai and all these different sites come into play. Yeah, I think the the one reason that people like to say social media, when you ask people what they like to give up, a lot of people would like to give up social media and they know they can't. But a big part of that is what I, I say lately, so there's a lot of people who are on social media. They'll say, well, I, I have to be on social media for my work, right? And so you wind up with a lot of social media is people, it's kind of business to business marketing. And that's why I think this conversation is important because we have to get outside of that and not just say, I'm bringing my marketing to social media. But I think you're going to get into this. Like I'm bringing myself and something different, like 100%. know, like and trust and get out of that. Here's the house I just sold. You know, here's the client I just made happy. I was just talking with an agent about this five minutes ago. Like, you don't see plumbers out there saying, I just installed this new dishwasher. <laughs> and my, so my clients are so happy about it, right? I, so I actually want to hear put, about that, though. If it, was, if it was sharing that, I'd be like, tell me more. How did the dishwasher, like, I'm literally interested in that as a DIY so person. Rare that you probably <laughs> well, well, people tell you a story. Oh, my dishwasher, like, my dishwasher literally just broke down. And I have to go buy a new one. But when they tell yeah. you that and they show you a picture of their dishes piling up in their sink and how upset they are about it. Now, that's real life and people can relate to that. That's the difference. It's like real life versus, you know, not real marketing life. yourself. Marketing right. yourself. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, the reason why I chose social media over emails because I'm a bit of an extrovert. That's my my style. So I want to meet somebody new. That's just my bet, right? It's like, who are you? Let me shake your hand. And so there's different kinds of marketers out there when it comes to real estate. And I'm more of a, a, a networker. I have a, my own personal theory is that there's networkers, there's prospectors, and there's marketers when you're not doing deals. And there's a personality con- uh, you know, write-up for an agent for all three of those. And so the agents that are networkers are great in a room. They want to be in a room. They want to meet people. They're not great at follow-up. Like I was terrible at follow-up. When I met people at, at my LinkedIn events or at my tweet-ups and stuff that I, I created as an agent, uh, I didn't put them in a CRM and you know follow up with them with handwritten. No, I didn't do any of that stuff because I wasn't a good prospector. I was a good networker, right? And marketers are the ones that fiddle with Facebook posts to the point of distraction where they're like adding emojis. <laughs> and they're do- then they're deleting it because it's too, oh, this is too forward. I have to change that. And they're just like tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And I'm like, hey, go out there and meet humans. Humans will buy and sell <laughs> houses, not your Facebook you know, interface. And so the agents have to find a balance between those three you know, st- personalities, if you will, of real estate. 
And so as a networker, for me, email is I hate email, right? Because it's just a one-way communication and it's trying to tell me something. But having said that, you know, Drew, you kind of reminded me that in my other life, you know, I do other things and I get certain people that I, I receive emails from in those areas that are really good at those industries. And I actually really appreciate that content because they're feeding me stuff that I actually learn from. Now in real yeah. estate, you know, I, I'm all jaded. It's my job for 20 years plus. So, you know, I'll, I'll take that. But for me, so that's why I pick social because of the interaction with email, you don't get that. But email is where the real content is delivered. No question about it. Like if you look at, you guys know Morning Brew? Yes. So morningbrew.com. It's a, it was like a bunch of millennials or Gen X or Gen Zs that just took news and said, why don't we make this a little bit funny? And every day I get their email in my inbox and I read it top to bottom. They've, mm. they've amassed, I think, over something like 700 million email subscribers in under 24 months yeah. because it all provides value, right? I, I get a good laugh. That's one thing I think is super important is that AI gives me the ability to create the content or to get out of my own way. I'm a big believer in all of your content should be entertaining, educational, inspirational, or persuasive, right? Persuasive like Albert Brenneman in the movie Hitch, right? Persuading. <laughs> but AI gives me the ability to step out of my own way so I can be entertaining, right? It gives me – it takes out all this extra work of me having to write a script, of me coming up with an idea – and it gives me a little like a creative fodder or a creative push so that I can just be me. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that, right? Something new. So how exactly is AI going to do that for you? Like, you know, so now I'm looking at copy.ai or ChatGPT. What do I do now? Like, how do I get where this place you're talking about that sounds so great where so, things are being written for me and I can be myself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like be myself. I like that because we are on video. <laughs> yeah. You can go to like, I could name maybe 15 different sites off my head that will give you the best prompts that you'll ever use, right? Here's the prompt you use for an email generation. Here's the prompt for this. But what I find and what I coach agents and, you know, in my other life, I coach people on is the fact that you can talk to these generative artificial intelligent chatbots the same way you and I are having a conversation right now. For example, if I'm creating a new, uh, let's just say a new video. Now I'm an introvert, right? Not not me. I'm just saying. I'm an example. I'm not an introvert. <laughs> I don't think you're an introvert. Okay? No, no, I'm not no one's ever called you an introvert. No, no. no. <laughs> Maybe there was a guidance counselor in like elementary school, but <laughs> I showed that. <laughs> but if I'm an introvert and I don't really know how to shoot a video. I can sit with ChatGPT, and if I have a Mac, I hit control twice, and it allows for dictation, which I find incredibly useful. Instead of having to think and type, I just dictate what I want to say. And if I were to do it, I can say to ChatGPT, I want you to pretend that you are an expert content creator, period, that you had a background as a social media strategist, and that you've had a background in psychology, period. I want you to know that I'm an introvert and I need to make more video for my YouTube, period. I want you to help me come up with video ideas about real estate in 09760 that are unique, fun, and captivating, period. Your output should be in an outline form. And then I always close with this. I say, do you understand? And what it does is, is I just talk to that. The same way if I had someone on my team right here and I asked them to do something, 
the same way. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm asking you to do? If it doesn't, it will then turn around and ask for clarification. On the other side, I have a prompt that me and a couple other of my friends, I've got friends that are Wall Street guys that are using AI in ways that would just make your mind explode. But every, I think like Monday or Tuesday, we just chat on a group text and we're throwing different prompts back and forth because I believe prompts, the English language is going to be the currency of our generation. The better I understand how to write a prompt, how to use a prompt, the better I can craft it the more valuable I am in the marketplace. So we created this prompt that basically tells ChatGPT, you are to ask me questions until you understand my need. You are to then give me a score from one to a hundred of how well you understand it. Then, and here's the kicker, once you fully understand my need, I want you, I want you to write me a prompt. That is the best way to communicate with you. It's it's literally like going to my spouse before we got married and said, <laughs> I want you to go do all of the shopping to find the best gifts for you that I can get you. Here's my card. I'm just going to give them to you. Because if I ask a machine to tell me how to talk to a machine, it becomes this closed infinite loop. It's going to tell me consistently how to refine itself. And there's the power. The power mm. isn't going to a website to find the best prompts for X, Y, and Z. The power is knowing that the machine will tell you the best way to communicate with the machine. I think it's a paradigm shift for agents, which is very exciting. You know, I've had multiple multiple meetings with agents where I've shown them ChatGPT as part of just a general marketing review. And I try to find a specific place to bring it in and discuss it. Like, you know, a need is there for something, uh, bio rewrite or whatever the topic is. And then I, I try to impress upon them that we now have access to a VA, which has been mm. a topic for 15 years in real estate, right? That's and a virtual company, assistant. Yeah, people yep. trying yep. to make the VA model work in real estate. And, and a lot of our agents use VAs. They're a thing right now in 2023. Yeah. But you now have access to a VA that doesn't cost a penny. Well, there's a couple of dollars for maybe an upgraded version of ChatGPT. You right. can live with that. Much cheaper than a VA, I would point that out. And, and then secondly, never takes off. Mm. Never, you know, never has the, never just tells you that they uh, they have problems and they can't get back to your project today or they're busy, they're overwhelmed. They're always there. Like you said, they're always there like, what else can I do for you, sir or madam? <laughs> you know, and so you can also you know, develop conversation threads with them and then go back to those conversation threads like in a digital environment. So it's like having an assistant and a lot of agents ask for that. Like, you know, I wish I had some help. Well, we can give that to you now through ChatGPT and other AI tools. I think that's, that's a huge thing, Jeff, is that you have your own assistant there for lack of better words, right? And one thing agents will all say to me and, and I hear, but Drew, I get the same response from ChatGPT, which is GPT 3.5, that's the transformer that it's running on, GPT 3.5. It's just the same thing over and over again. It's it's not logical. Well, here's the thing. If, if you do pay, then this does, I'm not in saying you have to, I recommend it, right? $20 a month for ChatGPT Plus. You get access to GPT 4. Why is that important? GPT 4 is like 5 billion times smarter and more logical than 3.5. So this now you can get into this new world of, hey, can you help me with a strategy to do this? Sure, I can help you. We even, oh, me, I say we, me and a couple other guys, constructed a prompt to have it pretend it was a McKinsey uh, consultant using McKinsey's matrix of decision-making. 
So now here's my problem. Answer it as a consultant. And it gives me an answer. But Jeff, you made me think about this morning. I was looking at ChatGPT and my wife goes, are you ever going to really just do those things that it's telling you to do? And I was like, oh, that is a crazy burn for that on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> it can lead to, I think for some people, I have to kick myself and say, okay, it told me what to do. I got to go execute on it now. And I can tell it, these are the results. How do I make it better? But for other people, you're just spinning a wheel that's not getting you anywhere. That's like agents putting out videos of, or just posts saying, I just sold this home. I went platinum. The only people who care that you went platinum are your mom, your dad, your grandma, and that cousin you've never talked to, right? The point is it's spinning a wheel that's not doing anything. So you have to actually go out and execute with it. Does that make sense, Jeff? Yeah, I don't think the cousin would even care, to be honest, but no, no, that's no, just, me, just me. No, I agree. I, you know, I think that there's a there's so many places, so many directions you can go with this right now. But I think that the important thing is keeping it simple as yep. with everything else, you know, in marketing and real estate. And for an agent who's listening right now who's just like, you guys are still over my head, like break it down even smaller for me. You know, I think it it's that even the 3.5 will get you to a level where things are being done for you that yeah. you formerly had concerns about doing. I just recently had an interaction with an agent who basically preambled the meeting by saying they wish they had more help. Uh, you know, and they were happy to be meeting with me as the marketing manager. And I was like, yep, that's what we're here for. And it, it worked on, and a bio came up, you know, I haven't done my bio in a while. And I'm like, well, let's just rewrite a new one. And she's like, okay. And she's like, you're going to write this? I'm like, nope, nope, hold on a second. So I pull up chat GPT on the computer. I said, write a bio for this person who works in this office, has this much experience, works with buyers. I said, do you like sellers? No, I'm going to say, okay, more sellers than buyers. And then, the, and then, of course, ChatGPT gave me a really nice bio. I said, and the, and the trick here is, you know, doing some modifications and some, you know, looking at the tone, making some, and asking it, hey, change the tone up on this. You know, make this a little more casual. Add a little bit more detail on this. And then we did that for about three minutes, and it wasn't long. It was like three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I said, voila, here's your new bio. Let's put it on Zillow and let's just go. And she was just like, that was too easy. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, but that's that's what you know. It's it's that. You, Agents have a barrier to the next thing in their mind because of the time and the energy required to do that. Email, an email chain to their or a social chain, uh, a bio, uh, a document of some sort for buyers and sellers, like a, a tips guide that they've always wanted to make. It's in the back of their head, right? So it's like just take one project and say, how can I just use you know AI to just complete that project, and then I can start distributing it. I start talking about it, you know, bringing my personality into it. I love that aspect of it because there's a block, like a writer's block, big writer's yeah. block out there, and yeah. this mm -hmm. breaks through that in a nice way. And, so, if, and here's, I'm just gonna go off of that. Here's something that happened last week is I had someone do the same thing. Right, because we talked about this once before. But hey, using this to write your bio, and then I said, okay, great, you got your bio written. I pulled up Design Concierge, and I was like, check this out. Take what it just wrote you and give it to professional copywriters that we have in the studio, and watch how much, e how much even better, how more better. You know what sure. I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> better. I'm sorry, better. I blacked out there with words. I didn't have ChatGPT telling me what to say. <laughs> how, look how much better it gets. Now that you've given them an amazing chunk of text to work with, now they can be creative and they can make it even better. Well, I tell you, it's interesting. One of the things I took from uh, Jeff, what you told me that experience and you said what you had said to that person was, well, let me ask my assistant. And he brought up ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, so I was, fun. I had an uh, agent just last week 
who I was talking with and she had this luxury listing. She said, I spent eight hours writing the description for it. I said, oh, that's too bad. It's too bad you didn't have my assistant. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, let me show you my assistant. And I brought up ChatGPT and I just copied, you know, the data, you know, from a a listing, you know, like square footage, bathrooms, but all that stuff, the the grid, you know, copied that. I said, write me a description for this luxury product or luxury listing, dropped it in there got a couple paragraphs and yeah, she, I mean, that that's as far as mine, cause it's already done, right? I just said, now maybe you have to tweak that a little bit, but did I save you seven and a half hours? She said, yeah, that would have definitely saved me seven and a half hours. So. And that's the thing is you have to tweak it, right? It comes out and yeah. it gave me seven outputs and I might take paragraph one, paragraph four and each different one and put it together. You're still the human, right? You're still the person that knows yeah. what it's supposed to sound like. But I think the interesting thing about that conversation for me was she had heard of uh-huh. AI or ChatGPT, and a lot of agents now are starting to hear about it because it's buzzing, but it's a mystery to them. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I heard about it, but I don't know where to start. And so when you can just open it, share your screen and open it and say, let's do it together, then right. they're like, oh, yeah, I think I could do that. It's it's not mm. as complicated as That's we make powerful. it. It's just in yeah. the background still. And it's like, oh, all the marketers know how to use it, but it must be really difficult. It's not. It's it's not difficult. You just need somebody to open that door for you sometimes. Let's talk about different kinds of AI, right? Because it's not just emails, social posts or bios or property descriptions, right? All those are all wonderful and they're definitely part of our business, you know, part and parcel. But what about, you know, video? video we've mentioned earlier you know what kind of how does ai help us with as agents with video uh doing video i mean we all I mean, you know i think if we all look at the mirror most agents are not excited about doing video uh you know we recently did a class on instagram reels that drew uh was part of and we had everybody in the class that was in the class had to do a reel that day so it was we call it just do it but um you know, there's the recording part of it, and then there's the how do I actually make it make it uh, usable and repeatable in my business? How does AI help with that? So I just pulled up this text from one of my buddies that were on the the AI group text. It says this: Please generate me an '80s dark sci-fi version of Harry Potter, where the characters are obsessed with Balenciaga bags. <laughs> And I don't know if you can see, but like, like it's not going to blur it out. Oh, wait, maybe not. It's going to blur it out. But if you can see here, like this is what it generated. Like it's a Balenciaga based Harry Potter. So it used a LLM, large language model, like ChatGPT. That's what those are called to create the script. Then it used a different AI to synthesize the voices of Harry Potter and the other actors. Then it used a different AI to create the video. And when I say you watch this and it is like you're watching the actual actors, it looks real. These AIs now are using all of these things together and creating new Seinfeld episodes. So based off of whatever you want to see, I think that's where the puck is going. But to make this more tangible and chewable for agents. Okay, so I have to create a lot of content, right? And get it out there. You always hear that. I have to get video out there over and over and over again, which I agree with. Consistency is where the results happen, right? Results are in the repetition. But what if I were to shoot a video that's nine minutes long, right? Called how to buy a house in 
Morristown, New Jersey, the complete buyer's guide for first time buyers. Super long SEO keyword. Mm. Right? Oh, oh no, Jeff fell asleep. <laughs> if I shot that video, that's a very high intent video for YouTube, right? Someone who's sure. looking for long that form. is going to find it. But if I go to something like Opus Pro, that's O-P-U-S dot P-R-O, what it's going to do is it's going to use AI and it's going to detect where the hook, that means like the juicy fun part of the front end of the video is. And it's going to detect where different parts of the video that are super relevant are using AI. And by that, I mean, it will know where it starts and stops. And then it's going to cut them together. Then it's going to make them vertical. And it's going to add in the captioning. Like if you look up uh, Alex Hormozy, H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, Alex Hormozy, he's pioneered a style of editing with captions that everybody's ripping off. I mean, I even mm. created presets so I can do it very easily. This does it now for you. So the work that would have taken me probably six hours to do, this does it for me. But again, opus.pro, that'll do it for you. Video, V-I-D-Y-O dot A-I, that'll do it for you. If mm-hmm. you go into Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, Descript, now, these are all paid tools, by the way, guys. Descript had me read to it on a Friday evening for 30 minutes. I come back the next day. It says, your voice is ready. I can now, <laughs> it's just a game changer. I can now drive around my town shooting a video, Jeff, of the town, go home, get on ChatGPT and say, write me a script about my town on these four blocks with these stores. Here's some of the detail. Take that script, copy paste into Descript. That's the tool. And it synthesizes my voice using artificial intelligence to put with that video. So it sounds like me talking with my vocal intonations and my vocal fries, everything. It becomes me. Now there are other things and we could go down it. There are other things like video, something called runway.ml which is another video editor that can just create things that aren't really in a video, create it magically with AI, but iterations on that can create your face. Did we show, did we do this in the class? I went over captions.ai, the captions app. Not recreating your face. I don't think so. So basically the AI tech that is being pioneered right now is I can look over here like this. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the AI will recreate my face. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. They can recreate your face when you're talking in a video. But what I I always tell people, here's the huge disclaimer. It's not you. The commodification, commodify, commodity, commodification, new word. I think commodification sounds good. Thank you. I was struggling today, Jeff. Making that into a I don't know if it's a word or not, but it sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) It's a commodity to be able to use AI now for you never to have to get on camera and show your face, you're missing the point of all of this. The point of all of this isn't to check a box. The point of using AI to Opus Pro to create small video clips is so you can get back to your highest and best use, which is appointments, conversations. That's it. Like that's the whole point of this. Oh, and before I forget, there's Adobe Podcast. If you haven't used that one yet, it's phenomenal. (laughs) We'll it's have a, a link be- in the show notes for all these yeah. nice things that it's Drew a beta. we're talking about. It's a beta, which, and if I'm over here, like talking like this, or if I'm in a room with crowded people, or if I'm recording from my phone, you push a button, 
and then it takes out all the background noise and it makes it sound as good as it does coming through the shore mic. Yeah. yeah. And that's huge. This that one thing alone, most agents struggle with is yes. they have their iPhone. iPhones have great, but the, you know, I the new current generation of phones. I always tell agents anything from 2019 on really has 4K video. You're good. You don't need to worry about video quality yeah. as long as you're not standing in front of a hot light or the sun or something. You know, get yourself standing in the right spot. Look at the camera. Looks good. Then shoot. Video is going to be almost perfect. It's the audio that gets most agents because the, you know even the best mics on phones, onboard mics, mm-hmm. pick up the ambient noise of the car going by or you know the, whatever it is in the background. And so the, those type of AI tools can take something that you thought was going to be a bust because you shot the video and you realize how bad the audio really was when you played it back on your computer, <laughs> and it cleans it up. So you can save content that you had made, and you know, and that whole and one of the video AI things I really love is. And this is not just video AI, but one thing that, that Bessie and I have been using it for is that taking long form video and then chopping it into segments and then it outputs the segments. And, then it, you know, it's, you can do that's it. Just hit the button and it does it. Or you can get into captions and coloring the captions and making them fun to meet your match your yeah. personality, you know, fonts and sizes of the captions and those type of things. But just that picking that video that's a walk up, walk through of a house or a conversation about a topic and then pulling out relevant bits of 30 to 45 seconds and giving you those in vertical format or any format you want. Actually, you can yeah. choose square or horizontal if you want to do that. Uh, if you look at anybody's YouTube channel, you're going to see the first thing at the top now is shorts. YouTube is pushing that yeah. right, right below a couple of, you know, top performing videos in the algorithm. And those short and everybody has shorts now. If you're a content creator out there and pick a topic, I don't care if it's sewing or gardening, you know, I'm working on a container garden or out my yard right now. And it's like there's lots of content creators in the gardening space. Like you who would, you know, everywhere you look, there's these people in their industry trying to do that to get their personality to come through, to get the details to come through. That you can, you know, take action, and you can also learn about somebody. And so, taking action is great because you know you go and you do something about that, and then you also learn about the person. So you come back to that channel again right. for more yeah. information. That's what they're. That's what the personality is so important. I mean, I could do a video about container gardening and have videos of containers and me, my hand going, putting plants in or whatever. But if I turn the camera around and look at myself and just say, "I hope you guys enjoyed this," you know, and then you put that in the video, and AI puts it at the end of every little clip. Now you see me, you see my personality, and you're like, yeah, I like this guy. I want to come back and see what he has to say about this topic instead, but now I'm interested in this type of container or whatever. Same thing applies to real estate, you know, and mm-hmm. there's so much we can talk about as agents with the different, you know, nuances of buying and selling and property information. And so the AI is great because you can do a long video. You don't know what's really important, and AI will break it up into chunks, and you can now look at that and go, oh, that's gold. I know, Drew, you do that, right? Because you, you record your training classes and on your Instagram, which we'll have in the show notes. You take, you know, you use something like video. I, I'm not sure what app you use, but you take the favorite clips and then you output those as little, you know, jokes or anecdotes or yep. one-liners. And that's really where, as consumers, people are right now. Like they want that, you know, Facebook real kind of quickness of the video. They don't want to have to wait 30, 30 seconds or a minute and a half for a payout, a payoff. They want to get it in the first few seconds. The one thing you just said that reminded me of, it's like a quote that's combined from Seth Godin, a marketer, and Simon Sinek, start with why. But they say people, and I love this, people do not buy goods and services. They buy relationships, stories, and magic. They don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. 
They don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And what you do simply proves what you believe. Just you sitting there going, hey, I hope you liked watching me put containers in the garden. That's it. I heard your voice. I like you. I see that you're like me. You're not a crazy guy who's putting containers in his garden when he could be inside watching the NFL. I'm just making a point, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So let's try to close this up, right? So like what's the – we've talked about lots of different tools, AI, that are out there. Uh, and this is going to be hardly an exhaustive list because things are coming out like every day, right, Drew? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. At the speed you of know, light. So, you know, get it, get involved with other agents or, you know, your local marketing team. A lot of folks in CBR marketing are having these conversations right now. So if you're a CBR agent or a CB agent at your, your franchise, chances are your marketing team is thinking about AI. So engage with them, right? That's something you can do. Uh, we also talked about how we can use AI, like a variety of ways from video to images to lots and lots of text applications and email marketing and what the social posts and whatnot. Um, but how do we how do we you know how do we close this up and make it so that agents can take action? I think the one thing that I emphasize all the time, if your marketing's transactional, you're gonna get terrible results. You're gonna get transactional results, right? Mm-hmm. When it's relationship oriented, you're going to get results. The results are in that repetition. Chat GPT and AI. If you just let that do all of your business or try to think that it's the silver bullet, it's not going to work, you know? And Jeff, I don't, I don't know why this came to mind, but if I'm an agent and I'm struggling with my marketing and I'm not seeing any of my results that I want, I'm going to tell chat GPT verbatim that information. I'm an agent. I've been in the business six years. Last year, I had 42 sides. This year, I'm down to 21 or 15, which is still a good year, by the way. And I'm worried about my business. What should I do? Question mark. I want you to help me figure out a strategy right now to market better to my clients, create video that gets watched. And I want you to be specific. I want you to give me details, period. I even want you to understand that I am so, and this right here, this is the gold. Mr. ChatGPT or Chatticus, I want you to understand that everything is super overwhelming when it comes to marketing. I'm not doing enough. And I want you to explain this to me very simply and outline the next five things or the next three things I should do in the next four hours. Help me in this way. And then I say, do you understand? And I'm telling you, Jeff, when, when you do that, you can try it today. I'm, I'm going to go play around with it. It's, it gives you just an output that just blows your mind and it makes things simple. I, I want to throw this question out there. Have you, either of you, used ChatGPT to help clarify your brand? Because what I see a lot, and I'm actually following, uh, I'm doing this myself. I noticed mm-hmm. as I've gotten more active on Instagram, I don't have a brand. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm a social media specialist, but um, my brand is Cobalt Banker. But what is my brand? Well, I'm putting out this. I'm I'm getting started, so I'm doing something is better than nothing. But if I was a real estate agent, I'd be thinking about it's not just about hey, I cooked a meal tonight, and hey, I you know I did this, and I went to play golf, and I and I, I'm giving you my I'm trying to get you to realize I'm a person and not just a you know real estate agent or real estate professional. Um, but I'm starting to think about 
it's not cohesive. So have either of you experimented with using ChatGPT to help build a, a, a consistent brand across your marketing? You want to kick that one off, Jeff? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think this is part of the age-old conversation about what is a brand in real estate. Uh, and, you know, people would argue that, you know, you are the brand, right? And I have this conversation right. with domains all the time. You know, people are like, well, I want my name to be, you know, bobsmith.com, whatever. Apologies to Bob Smith, wherever he is in real estate. Um, but because that's the brand, right? And other people say, well, I want to be, you know, yourtownrealestate.com or whatever. They want, they want to do the more of that geographic targeting with their the domain, you know, and and the marketing around the domain. And I think that it is true. I mean, you know, we are our brand. I mean, we don't want to represent our brokerage necessarily. I mean, you, three of us do because we work for them. But, you know, as an agent, you you are yourself first and foremost. And then, you know, you represent buyers, sellers in an area and a brokerage thereof. So I think everything you do is building your brand. But I think there is a there is something to be said for cohesiveness uh, and not being so disjointed in your presentation of things in your life. Um, <clears throat> you know, if you're somebody who's, uh, like I have an agent I know of who's in his uh, side gig that he does a, 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 phys a fitness center in the area, he owns it, cones, whatever. So a lot of his videos, a lot of his talk about his personal life is in the framework of accomplishing, quote unquote, accomplishing, right? So doing things and being strong and, <clears throat> you know, if you can dream it, you can do it type of thing. So he applies that to everything, his kids, his, his obviously his real estate settlements and, and success stories there. So I think they're having a theme is kind of helping you build your personal brand around those, those things. But, you know, I don't know if you have to have like, you know, your logo at the bottom of every single thing or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know, Drew, what do you think? You took everything I was going to say because I, I oh, love that. Okay. Your brand is like Elon Musk. He's SpaceX. He's he's Twitter right now. Right. Jeff Bezos. He is Amazon. Our brand is us. We are our brand. I mean, it looks like you like to do tough modders or races by those medals on your wall right there. Those are all points of parody for someone to relate to you. While we all, you know, we all are here to support CBR. And Coldwell Banker, that is our overarching umbrella brand. That's who we work for. That's the brand that we believe is the best in the industry. What makes us human and makes agents able to relate and trust us that we aren't just some corporate figurehead, we are in the weeds, is the way we are authentic and real. It's the way I show pictures of my kids. It's the way I tell stories about my kids. It's the way, oh my God, my life revolves around them right now. And it's those flaws and the imperfections that build my brand of being a human yeah. that people relate to. Yeah, and I think that's the answer. Like, I think initially it's more important to be human and open up your life to people. If I went out on my social media and I just talked about, here's all the education classes we're doing this week, and here's everything that I'm doing from a marketing standpoint this week, our agents would get tired of you know, seeing that for me. But so I, yeah, so I talk about my runs, I talk about my goal. And I, you know, I was just sort of thinking about it's, it's a little all over the place, but uh, but I think your point is right. Like, first, let's think about how can you just be yourself, be human, let people get to know not just what house you sold this week, but who mm -hmm. is the person that sold that house and who are you? Are you the kind of person I want to get stuck in an elevator with, as they say, right? right. Um, that Ooh, kind of like thing. That. And then, and then, yeah, and then 
you know, maybe next level is thinking, where's the cohesiveness in all of that? And can I hone in on two or three things of what I am? Like, you're the dad, you're the family guy. I see that in your social media. You know, you're a storyteller. If I was going to say what your brand is, you're a storyteller, you know, not just a marketing person. So, yeah, I guess my advice to agents would be when you get started, um, turn that camera around, be yourself. Be you. And yes, let people into who you are and what you're doing and that your brand will bubble out from that. Let me just, because you said something, and I just want to close this, Jeff. I know we're running on time, but you said something that was just so powerful is that <laughs> when you you just tell your story, instead of saying, you have all these educational classes, here's what we're doing for you. Join here. If you look at my specialist, uh, Matt Olenecki, he just tells a story uh, consistently over and over and over and over and over again about, you know, just funny ways to do this or why social media is working. It's his specific narrative of his brand, but because he's human, and he's not always out there going, got new classes, got new training opportunities. It, it works. People trust him. Look yeah. at um, another one of our specialists, Riley Zimmerman. I forgot where she is, but she shared her love of DIY and her starting her own DIY business. And if you could, if you're going to tell me that that does not establish points of parity with the, the agents that she serves, yeah. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. Because those yeah. agents are looking at her being like, wow, I love everything you're doing. It makes her human and it makes us look like we're not just trying to sell you something. We actually are here to serve you. Mm -hmm. That's actually, that's a great way to close, I think, because, you know, your field marketing team for the CBR agents out there that are listening, you know, we are very passionate about what we do and we are here for a reason. A lot of us have been around a while. Some of us are newer. But we're all here for the same reason, and that is that we want to help you guys grow your business. So the, the reason why we're having this conversation about AI and simplification and branding and video is because it works, right? If you go outside of Cold Banker, you go to any you know international real estate news source, you know other brands, whatever's out there, they're all talking about the same thing. Like mm -hmm. this is an industry-wide revolution taking place, and so us at Cold Banker uh, Realty and Cold Banker the brand, like. We want to be at the forefront of that. We are at the forefront of that. So lean into the lean into the conversation and you know watch where are things that you can take a little bit here and a little bit there. And we'll link to some trainings that are out there for CBR agents that you can uh, you can go listen. If you want to get even more like how to specifics on how to set up a chat GPT, how to do those things. And so just take the next step. You know, don't be afraid to do it. We're here to help you lean into our team because we're excited about this stuff. Yeah. So I think that's great. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, and I know the three of us enjoyed it a lot. So we want to uh, thank you for joining. And we will see you next time in the Blue Zone. Drew, thanks for being on with us today. Thanks so much, guys.